Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey Seahawks fans, welcome back to our midweek show of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers. How you doing, man? Doing all right. It's um, it, it's weird. We're in we we're, we're through two weeks, and we've got this midweek show. And um, the Seahawks looked so bad on Sunday that I want to talk about the draft and draft order and that kind of stuff. We're only two weeks into the season, so like um. Let's not write this team off completely at this point, but at the same time, we know that pe- our listeners and, and and Seahawk fans in general are looking ahead to how what who can we get for a quarterback? Who's available? Yeah, it's just, it's one of those deals. It's going to be the ongoing conversation of the year, really. Um, you know, Geno Smith's completing over eighty percent of his passes. He's currently the fifth ranked Pro Football Focus quarterback in the NFL, and it really doesn't mean anything. Those those things aren't reflective of reality and and the reality is we're not doing anything on offense you know a lot of that can be attributed to some blocking issues up front especially in the middle of the offensive line and then um just being ineffective on third down conversions and our defense not being able to get off the ball or get off the field all contributes to this idea that that the offense is just not as efficient as you want it to be well it's not the offense isn't good um, you know, there was one point late in the third quarter, um, when I did the math and, and Geno Smith was averaging 4.5 yards per, 
um, pass attempt. I think he ended up getting it up in like 6.8 or something like that by the end of the game. But if you're not up over seven and a half, you're not playing quarterback well yeah. uh, in the NFL. And, and he historically, was, he's uh, been like this. Yeah, he's never had a he's never had a good yards per attempt um, or, um, you know, net yards per attempt or, you know, all any of the other more advanced metrics um, that, you know, attempt to account for, you know, the different uh, aspects of quarterback play. He's never been good. So uh, it, it it's just hard. And I, I think Gino is also old. Um, he's 34. This is his last opportunity. Um, he isn't a long-term solution for Seattle. This is a one. He's not under contract for next year. This is literally a. Neither um, is Drew Locke. Yeah, he is a. This is his one chance to try and uh, prove that he belongs. Um, and so far, I don't know. I, I don't believe, at least to me, he's not proving it. Other people disagree. I get that, but I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, you know, you can. Again, completion percentage isn't the only stat you have to look at here when evaluating mm-hmm. a quarterback, and um, that can be a little uh, deceiving. And, you know, as the year goes on, we'll we'll see. We'll be one of the lowest-scoring offenses in the NFL, and there's a reason for that. It's not all on, you know, the lack of running game or, you know, yeah, et cetera. So what we thought we'd do in, in the midweek show, at least going forward, at least have a segment or two uh, along the way, is evaluate where we are positioned in the NFL draft compared to other teams that specifically might need a quarterback. And so we're going to be looking at uh, probably the top 10 of the NFL draft and teams that are going to be in that conversation, as well as taking a look at some of the quarterbacks that are available uh, coming up in the NFL draft and kind of ranking those or kind of keeping track of Who's likely to go first, second, third? Are the Seahawks going to be in a position to take advantage of this quarterback class, or will they solve that problem and look somewhere else in the draft? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. So, how do you want to get started? Well, I was just going to say let, let's start with the O and two teams because there's there's six of them currently, and honestly, some of them are surprising. Um, so, of the teams that that um, are O and two, like you look at this and you go one is the Cincinnati Bengals you, the Cincinnati was a Super Bowl team last year then they um appeared to have improved their offensive line that has not come to fruition so far um but before the year started people were talking about them as you know one of those elite teams that had a chance to go to the Super Bowl again um and they're currently 0 and 2 and they can't protect Joe Burrow yeah but they don't need a quarterback you know, no, they, they, need, don't. they need quite a few different things. I, I think that that, um, that 0 and 2 record is a bad start for them, but I don't think it's going to be reflective of where they end up overall. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll find out. Um, but Joe the Burrow's there. The They're not going to be looking for a quarterback. Derek Carr, again, the Raiders yep. are 0 and 2. Derek Carr's there. They just signed him to a new contract this offseason. He's not going to go anywhere. They'll likely look at other reasons why they're 0 and 2. And if they end up being very poor, uh, uh, you know, a top 10 offensive, uh, top 10 uh, team in the NFL draft, they'll likely look at a different position group, I would think. Yeah. And then um, if you look at the AFC South, you've got one team that's 0-2, that's the Titans. Um, they were the number one overall seed in the AFC last year, um, and they've looked they've looked abysmal. I mean, their negative 35-point differential, I believe, is the worst in the NFL. Um 
And, you know, they they would definitely want a quarterback if they're in position to get one. I mean, Tannehill is not a long-term answer, I don't believe, for them. And in their same division, you have the Colts, which are 0-1-1. You got you to remember, too. And the Texans, are 0-1-1. The Titans did drop Malik Willis last year. Now, granted, he isn't a... Uh, wasn't considered a first-round draft pick last year, but he needed some time to develop. We don't know for sure where he's at in that equation, uh, but that could be something that they look at next year as they, yeah, as they, they evaluate that. Do you know where Ryan Tannehill is on, on contract status? No. Um, I know that he is the, as far as cap hits, he is the uh, he has the highest cap hit of any quarterback in the league right now. Um, and that right there will tell you something about why the Titans are 0-2. Um, and so, yeah, there's that, um, but yeah, you've got the Texans and the Colts that are also zero one and one, um, cause they tied week one and these teams ha- also haven't looked good and both of them could use it a quarterback. I mean, I don't, it depends on where you are at with Davis Mills and in, mm-hmm. in Houston, but, um, well, Davis Mills last week was 19 to 38 for 177 yards, but he didn't throw a touchdown, didn't have an interception. And they faced off against the Broncos and um, and and lost that game, um, and so it's it's tough um, because I think they want to give this kid an opportunity. I think overall he's he's doing okay, but they have the same anemic sort of problem the Seahawks have, and so it really mm-hmm. depends on on how they finish. I mean, but that's definitely going to be a team that's probably going to be looking at the top of the draft next year. I do find it interesting. First place in that division, Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the only team with a win. Now a word from our new sponsor, Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of the Foo Fighters, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and... They will not budge, trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycons price just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. When I'm using my Raycons, I have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolations. Whether I'm in the studio or listening to my favorite band, my Raycons are great. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's funny that the, the top of the, uh, the season in the NFL, a lot of teams you know figure things out uh, as mm-hmm. you go but if you start zero and two or, or one and one and then you drop another game things get sideways pretty quickly in the nfl so we'll, we'll have to keep keep track of that um so that's the afc um as far as teams with um yeah. with no wins um you look in the over to the nfc and um you know there's the panthers and falcons are the only two two teams and, that we expected to be in this position Yep. And we, yes, we did. And we expect them to draft a quarterback. Um, and so you, the Seahawks play the Panthers this coming week. Um, not the Panthers, they play the Falcons, Falcons this coming week um, with an opportunity to 
uh, lose and jump the Falcons in the, the draft uh, order, um, it's also a chance for them to win because the Falcons are definitely a beatable team. And yeah. uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game uh, this week, but we'll leave the preview of that till um, you know, our, our third show. It's hard to imagine, I would assume, for both uh, fans um, of both teams to imagine their teams winning this game it could just mm-hmm. come down to who wants to to lose the worst because it's it's just <laughs> one of those deals where you yep. show up and who knows what's going to happen i think seattle can come alive seattle has more talent overall than the falcons but like you said we'll get to that interesting thing about those two teams is even though they're oh and two their their net points are for both teams is negative five so they've both lost they lost two games within a field goal um, yep. which I mean, it means they've been competitive. You look at Seattle, uh, which is one and one, they've won a game and their net points is negative 19. So yeah, yep. they beat, they beat Denver, but they were not even in the game whatsoever. against. The yeah. And that's when, when I look at, at these early schedule results, it's, you know, you've got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, but Seattle to oh, me yeah. is, is it like a bottom three team right mm-hmm. now, just based on performance on the field. Now you take a look at that Denver game. They were close to scoring two times. We punched the ball out. That was the difference in the game. Um, but if you if those are scored, which happens ninety eight percent of the time, Seattle loses that game. We're zero and two. You look at the point differential. You look at the amount of uh, time uh, difference um, on the field, and it's it's abysmal right now. But mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, Seattle could could come alive, and, and uh, we could have a, a different conversation after these next two games. Um, but let's talk about there, there's, there's also a bunch of one-on-one teams and let's, let's really focus on who actually needs a quarterback, because obviously we're not looking at the Joe Burrow, 0-2 Bengals and, and possibly the Titans. We don't know exactly what Tannehill's, uh, happening there. Statistically, I think Tannehill looks like he's having a pretty decent, um, uh, season so far. So we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill's not the problem. He's not the not the biggest problem. He's he's not a he's never been you know Aaron Rodgers, but he is definitely not the biggest problem in Tennessee. Uh, I would say Derrick Henry in that running game, averaging two and a half yards per attempt, is the much um, more concerning issue um, in Tennessee. But yeah. um, so I've got I've got a total of ten teams that I've I've kind of identified as potentially needing quarterbacks out of this drafts, at least so far based on um, the current data that we've got. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz. Um, he, he solved the problem initially for them. They look like maybe they would be back in this quarter or quarterback hunt, uh, but he's actually doing okay. 30 of 46, 337 yards, three touchdowns, and the interception against the Lions. Um, ended up losing that game. The Lions are interesting because uh, there's another – uh, team on my list here with uh, Jared Goff as quarterback, but Jared Goff is also doing well. 20 of 34, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions against the commanders. Um, so they may feel like he's not necessarily the problem and they have other holes that they want to plug. It's really going to come down to that, I think, for the Lions. Um, and then you look at New York Giants. New York Giants, uh, Daniel Jones kind of outperforming uh, themselves really they're 2-0 mm-hmm. Daniel 2-0. Jones is 22 and 34 176 
yards and a touchdown in the last game versus the Panthers, uh, a win. And then there's the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, 24, 30, 197 yards in the last outing, no touchdowns, one interception. They're one and one. Uh, to me, the most quarterback needy team in the, in the NFL as I go through this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Saints, Jameis Winston. Um, and then you can you can interrupt me after this. 25 of 40, 236, uh, touchdown, three interceptions versus the Bucks. They're Owen. Um, they're one and one. Mm-hmm. It's a little disappointing there. And then the Panthers and Falcons, both. And the Panthers um, and Falcons. Baker Mayfield with the Panthers, 14 of 29, 145 uh, yards of touchdown, no interceptions versus the, versus the Giants. Giants beat them mm-hmm. in a one point game. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then you look at the Colts. You know, oh, the Colts yeah. don't have any defense, but they hired Matt Ryan to kind of do something with the offense. The offense is anemic too. Matt Ryan finished 16 of 30, 195 yards, three interceptions versus the Jaguars. But, the, but that was, their defense is abysmal. Yeah, the and they weren't the, the defense was supposed to be good. The offensive line is supposed to be good. The running game is supposed to be good. I mean, these are the things that that the Colts were built on and why they were um, a contender last year until Carson Wentz um, melted down at the end of the year. Um, those things shouldn't have changed. You just get Matt Ryan in there, there instead of Carson Wentz, and you're like, hey, this is a better team. But um, the defense just has done nothing. Yeah, they can't get to the quarterback. They have no pass rush. They can't stop the run. Yeah. It, it's and, it's and it's weird because it because it's mostly the same players that were really good last year and now they're just not um and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that team uh they don't appear to be going anywhere um that division just in general the entire afc south is like a race to the bottom agreed uh, and, the, and the, the, Fal- the, the falcons too you know you go to the nfc south mm-hmm. uh the falcons with marcus Mariota is another team that we're going to be watching we're playing them this week see have a first-hand look as to where they stand in this in this competition for the number one pick and the number one overall quarterback taken in the draft um but marcus Mariota's eh two two touchdowns two interceptions in the last game uh versus the rams they almost they almost beat the rams um so what what are your thoughts overall you know it's a this is kind of the same list that i had in my head in the preseason now these teams are kind of underperforming who really needs a quarterback as much as the seattle seahawks um well i mean the falcons have ryan the panthers have uh baker mayfield they would prefer to get a nice you know a young franchise quarterback but to say that they need it more than seattle uh, i wouldn't agree with that um you know you look at the commanders Carson. they have carson wentz he's not good he's he's played better but he did this last year he played okay early in the mm-hmm. year and then he just completely failed yep. down the stretch um you know you just kind of go through the teams right there um what do you think of, Joe, of the joe flacco led jets um well the jets yeah he's still joe flacco and they've got zach wilson if he ever gets healthy yeah. uh to continue um joe flacco had there. four touchdowns against the browns that's crazy yes he did the browns looked bad on defense um Really but as bad me, as the Browns kind of, are right now, they've got their quarterback of the future on their roster. So, yeah, he's just suspended. Um, yeah. To me, it comes down to I, I really think like because Seattle doesn't have an answer at quarterback. Geno Smith isn't an answer. Drew Locke's not an answer. Um, 
you know, the, the Titans have Tannehill. Would they like to move on and, and get a young franchise quarterback? Yes. But if they don't, they know they can continue to build their team through defense and the running game and, and continue to win. Um, you know, the Colts have Matt Ryan, same idea. The Texans, I think they are going to come out of this year believing that they need a quarterback and that Davis Mills is not going to um, play well enough to keep his job. So, I mean, there's some of that, but they he's at least a young player who can show, who has shown, you know, some flashes. He just needs an op, you know, if he develops and, and gets better throughout the season, yep. you know, maybe they, they, they go, you know, what, let's give him one more year. Um, or give Seattle's, him some better protection or give him, yeah. some, you know, another weapon. Seattle is, that. is the team that, that looks, um, that, that looks just hopeless at quarterback. Um, and that's I agree. really hard to say. I agree. I was going to say the Lions with Jared Goff would be the obvious choice because the Lions are building a roster that's going to be ready-made to start winning, um, if not this year, next mm-hmm. year. And if with if Jared Goff and the contract situation there and uh, the draft and if you know if they have another top ten pick, they might choose to go that direction. But then again, if Jared Goff's playing the way that he is and they're winning mm-hmm. games, they could go in a different direction for sure. Yeah. Dan Campbell's doing such a good job there. Um, And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So what do you think of the quarterbacks that are available? Okay, I haven't so- been completely impressed yet. I will say this. Uh, I am. I look at this as being the C.J. Stroud show, and then mm-hmm. everyone else, because C.J. Stroud, while he hasn't just completely taken off, they haven't really played their meaningful games yet. Um, but C.J. Stroud's numbers, if you look at him closely, he's ahead of where he was last year. And I think that you know a six-three, two hundred eighteen quarterback at Ohio State playing meaning, meaningful games, 73 percent completion percentage. Uh, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions so far this year. He's my number one guy. Oh, absolutely. He's the number one guy. And and he's probably the first overall pick of the draft. Um, unless a team like Jacksonville that's got their quarterback lands in that spot. Um, and then, the, you know, that you take the um, the guy from the well, well, Anderson. Yeah. Um, but CJ Stroud's al- almost certainly there. He he's. He, he has, he's just everything that you'd want out of a quarterback um, in today's NFL. Um, Bryce Young has played uh, well. He continues to be in that top five conversation. But as you pointed out right before we hit record, you know, six foot, 190 pounds. He's a little guy. He, and he isn't 
the little guy who has the super mobility of um, Kyler Murray. And so that may scare off some teams. Um, and that's why I, I think no matter how well uh, Young plays, Stroud's going to be the overall first overall pick. Um, and then the other guy with a first round grade to me is Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. But yes. statistically, statistically, he's not going to get anyone excited. But his offensive line is terrible and they don't have a lot of weapons around him he is literally their offense um and that's not a good place to be especially when you're at a school like kentucky yeah um and but he is he's still at 65 percent completion percentage but he does have four interceptions as well to go along with six, six touchdowns so that's kind of yeah. something to watch something to monitor i think it is and then um after that i think at, yeah, at that point you're starting to reach um Anthony Richardson out of Florida has had some problems. He's looked More good and problems. athletic. Yes. Um, Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami, um, another guy that I don't think will stay in the conversation. Um, the guy that intrigues me that I need to see more of is um, Tanner McGee. Um, that's McKee, not McGee. No, no G. It's got a K. Uh, out of Stanford. And he looks like a guy who um, may start creeping up um uh draft boards the more uh tape there is out there on him yeah yeah there's a few guys you know a uh, few young guys i agree tanner uh, mckee from stanford is an interesting name there's been some good play from from quite a few different um quarterbacks that are in that second to third tier mm -hmm. quarterbacks that are going to be available in the second to third fourth round it's those are difficult evaluations for the seahawks because you're going to want a guy to come in right away, I think, mm -hmm. if you're Seattle. And if you're picking a guy in the second, third round, those guys are typically not quite ready to step in uh, yeah, the, and help your team right away. So The, the Russell Wilsons are very rare where they come in, a third-round pick comes in and, and, and is the guy. That's, that's, that's just not um, what historical NFL data tells you is possible. Um, so but watch, yeah, I mean, watch names, though, like Jaron Hall at a BYU. He's kind of a fun guy to to watch isn't uh, he 27 I, I, <laughs> probably no and that I'm, that wasn't that's not even an exaggeration i'm not like it's not like my you know thing when i when i talk about aaron Rodgers and say he he just turned 80 um, uh i'll look that up <laughs> um that's funny I, though but no he's he's been around forever i swear i swear his first year there was uh 2017 age 24 Okay, so he'll be That's not as, not as bad as you, at draft time. It's not as bad as I yeah, thought, but probably. I just but he's he's really old for a um for a draft prospect. He's like Brandon Whedon, if you remember. Yeah, that. and you go on you know a two year um mission when you're at B you know BYU, and so that's that's part of the equation there for sure. Mm -hmm. But fun quarterback, um you know to to look at. Um, who else is up? Um, KJ Jefferson out of um arkansas yeah how about michael Penix jr out of washington or the kid from washington state that's they've been both having excellent uh excellent numbers so far i, I just tell you Cam cameron ward out of washington state is going to be interesting i don't think he is an nfl quarterback at this point um he is got the size and the athleticism and the arm and he's really so he's really toolsy but even at college level, it looks like the game right now is moving really fast for him. Mm -hmm. And he needs everything to slow down. I think of him more as like a pretty major project at this point. 
Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something, something to monitor. I mean, it's still so early in this process, especially for quarterbacks. I think that you just have, you got to have more data to work with and mm-hmm. um, just haven't, hasn't been enough games. I really like Will Lowe's uh, from Kentucky. I do. I understand the the competition level there, the inferiority of his offensive line, lack of weapons that some of the other quarterbacks have at, at the top of this class. Um, and and can you evaluate through that? Can you identify the traits that you're looking for, the competitive toughness and all that kind of thing, the grit that the Seahawks really emphasize? How do they evaluate quarterbacks? It's been a while, Keith, since... We've seen Seattle have to really go deep and evaluate quarterbacks at the yeah. top end of the draft. It's just something that we're not used to. And I don't know exactly what they're looking for, to be completely honest. They had Russell Wilson, a five foot ten guy that's super athletic and, and kind of unstructured. And then mm-hmm. are are they gonna go the way that Pete Carroll used to go at USC? And um yeah, and get yeah, like a just... Carson Palmer guy. Yeah. Um I think what you're going to see is somewhere in between. Um, you're, you're, they want someone who can do some of the Russell Wilson things and you know win off schedule, but they also want someone willing to play on schedule, um, which Wilson kind of showed that he wasn't. He wanted every play to be, um, you know, an opportunity to throw it deep. So uh, it it does. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, we'll see, um, we'll see where they go. But I think they're going to want someone who can win off schedule, but is willing to play within the offense more um, than Wilson was willing to. So, if you had to guess, I mean, if all three quarterbacks that we've talked about at the top, uh, Bryce Young, Will Levis, uh, C.J. Stroud, were available to the Seahawks in the draft, which direction do you think that they would go? Oh, they take Stroud. Stroud's the 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 more sure thing of the three of them. Um, and I don't think they'd think twice about it. Interesting. So let me ask you this. So we're in the middle of the week. We came off a really bad loss. Um, I haven't heard too much yet on injuries, uh, updates, and, and so forth. That'll be meaningful That's as we move early. towards Sunday. But what are your feelings on this team so far? Uh, just kind of having stepped back away from the game a little bit, kind of allowed some time to come in and, uh just kind of what are your overall impressions so far uh honestly they the defense is worse than i expected um and that's where where at where at on the defense well i I expected um daryl taylor to be better um specifically him i expected the defensive line to be better um and I mean that that's really where it comes to me. Their the run defense just hasn't been there. Um, but that's yeah, I mean that's yeah, um, true. and the tackling, just poor tackling out of position. You know, that I think you're you're seeing a lot of credit go to uh Brooks and Cody Barton, but the play just hasn't lived up to the to the hype yet. We'll we'll see if it all comes together. They obviously need players in front of them to play well as well. Uh, defending the run i'm not exactly sure if we've got those in place to be completely honest it it looks like we're lacking some edge setters i was hoping you know in in the off season when you looked at at how this thing would kind of lay out a player like lj collier might have a great camp and come through and and be able to um you know 
be, play on the edge there and stop the run a little bit for them. Now you've got uh, players like uh, Quentin Jefferson, for example, that are that are playing out there quite a bit, and he's just not quite you know that player. And um, and then you've got Taylor behind him missing tackles, mm-hmm. and, and teams are kind of running all over us right now. I think you know Woods and and Ford are doing okay in the middle, especially Woods. Um, but we need more than that. Yeah, Woods has been um, been uh, him and Nuasu have been the two guys in the front seven that have been truly good. Um, you know, Brooks and Barton, as you said, they're 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 making a lot of tackles and they're going to continue to make a ton of tackles, but they need to maybe make making more of those tackles up. Um, you know, at the line of scrimmage or, you know, within the first couple of yards, not seven yards downfield. And to do that, they've got to get off blocks better. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how that progresses throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the front seven just hasn't lived up to expectations. Been really unimpressed with Quentin Jefferson, of all people. Um, and that's really disappointing. He's been able to affect the pocket a little bit, but defending the run, it's been it's been really. Oh hard. yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been good, and that's one of the things he needs to, needs to do. On the so. trenches on the other side have been uh, difficult as well. Obviously, we've got two rookie offensive tackles. That's one issue, but inside Jackson at right guard position has just been horrible so far um, in in the offense with a, a very abysmal uh, run grade and just kind of allowing. Uh, pressures and sacks to come through him as well. So he's had the worst grade so far on the offensive line by a mile. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the team will pivot um, as soon as this week uh, to to a guy like Jake Curhan, who didn't even suit up this last game. Yeah, that was weird. It really was. Um, that I mean, I understand it a little bit because they've, you know, you've got uh, your your interior guy, your guard um, in Phil Haynes, who is available since both the starters were back in there. Um, and then you've got Forsyth who can play right and left side, whereas Kerhan's more of a uh, just the right side at tackle. But he's been consistently, what, your fourth best offensive lineman? Um, and now he's not playing because of the position. And so getting him active getting him on the field i mean you got to do that at some point it involves moving other people around to get him in at right guard i think you need to do it yeah also blight uh austin Blythe is just getting shoved back on running mm-hmm. uh run blocking as well so something to watch we don't have a adequate replacement on the on the That's roster the there but yeah I, i'd like to you know kind of pay attention to that because we do need to be able to run the ball effectively if we're gonna have any chance at all at scoring points this year uh, we have to get that thing going. So, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up, Keith. We'll come back um, tomorrow and uh, figure out a pregame um, look at the Atlanta Falcons coming into town on Sunday mm-hmm. and uh, find a way. Maybe we, you and I can come up with a game plan that will work to, to beat this team. I don't know. Um, it's It's... They're a beatable team, and they're a beatable they're, team. They're a beatable team. They are. They're they are a beatable team for Seattle in the with the current state of the roster. This isn't like oh, they're a beatable team if like Seattle could win this game, and I, I honestly believe that. And so we'll look at what they have to do in order to get to get there. And get the I w. agree. This is definitely a, a, a winnable game. I think both of us had it on our um, prediction shows um, 
as as wins and so we'll we'll see i'm hoping for the best hoping for the best all right let's get out of here find keith on twitter at Mars nfl you can find me at mwc hawk the show is at hawks playbook seahawksplaybook.com is the website and find us on your favorite podcast platform and youtube and hit that subscribe button so until next time go hawks Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Phil is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.